contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Brave it in. Brave it in. Enjoy it. Do I have to? Brave it in. No, I don't want I'm, to. I'm not sure. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hello, welcome to the Iron Man podcast. This is and that proves my point. Yeah, car exhausts are not the same as cigars. Mm. Indeed. What, what made you think they were the same? What? I don't know. You went along with it. Well, yeah, that's true. Look, he's gone like purple now. Mm. <laughs> 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 Anyway, welcome to uh, the Iron Man podcast uh, debuts uh, special number two. Two. Uh, Chris Jericho is the focus of today. Yes. Oh, are we Jericho-holics? Um, speak for yourself. I think I am. I, I think I am. Uh, on that note, I am the real deal Simon Pryor, and I am here with... The Fallen Angel. And... Hello, I am Arthur Joey. Which we didn't do last time. No, um, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Old Man Joey, of course, was there in the original uh, building of the walls of Jericho. Yes. He actually did the... Did uh, you break the walls down at that point? I I was actually the foreman, but don't really (laughs) want that to be public knowledge. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretend that never happened on a public released Uh, podcast. So, um, with that said and done, um, this is a special, so it's being broadcasted on insert date here yep. and uh, we will uh, be talking today about the uh, the debut the initial impact uh, the long term impact and just whatever else comes to mind yeah. uh, okay, should... I'm going to play a little game first of all okay oh, okay. okay. Is, you, is your name Saw or Jigsaw from the films you better hope it isn't I'm going to play a game yeah, we're gonna play a game. Well, yeah. You're gonna play a game. Oh man, Joe, you're just gonna sit out for a minute. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're not involved. Fine, right, so you all. Okay. <sighs> Think about hair. Yes. Okay. Right. Yep. Think about hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna play. I can a... see where this is going already. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna play a game. Better or worse? Okay. Yep. Oh, okay so right. let's go for someone to start off with. Right. Sparky Furman plug. <laughs> Think of his hair, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are we, are we talking when Sparky Furman plug? Right. When it was the yep. long hair with the ball patch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, Hawaiian crush. Better or worse? Oh, Hawaiian crush. Okay. Good. Um, let's go for. Um, um, oh, I should have thought of a couple of names. Yeah. So IRS. Yeah, better or worse? What then? Um, crush. Sparky plug. Oh, sparky. oh, crush. Sorry. Uh, oh, IRS, I think. I'll go with IRS. Okay. Crush, yeah. uh, Hulk Hogan, better or worse than IRS? Worse. <laughs> worse. Billy Gunn, better or worse than Hulk Hogan? Better. Better. <laughs> AJ Styles, better or worse than Billy Gunn? Better. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. He's, it, it's not just better, it is phenomenal. Who's got the better hair? Chris yeah. Jericho or Billy Gunn? Chris Jericho. Oh! There you go. Always and forever, Chris Jericho. Well, there we go. So, Chris Jericho with his luscious blonde locks as yep. he approached into WWE um, in 1999. And uh, we're going to look at his uh, debut. We're going to talk about his debuts because we're not going to watch it again. Because, let's face it, the Taz show 
Not the Taz show is in the, the <laughs> not, Taz show yeah. podcast. I don't want him to go out here and uh, Suplex slap suplex. some yam bags yeah. on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Taz show. No. Oh, God. The Taz episode that we Very did dark. was yeah. a bit of a flop because Taz's debut wasn't long enough. No. And then his second match was even shorter when he beat yeah. the Mean Street Posse in like three seconds. So um, I mean, ironically, uh, Jericho's first two matches had a bit more substance to it. Actually, a lot more substance to them. But we decided to mix things up for this episode. Instead of actually do an audio commentary on it, we thought we'd go away, watch it, watch the matches, and then come back and talk about them. So if you would like to do the same and watch the matches beforehand, the two matches we're looking at are episodes one and two of SmackDown. Well, and also we're going back to uh, whichever episode of Raw it was on the 9th of August 2000, which is when he made his actual on-screen debut. Okay, so um, what we're going to talk about, first of all, is his uh, his on-screen debut, I suppose. uh, Yes, that makes sense. Um, So, being a British wrestling man, because this is the British Wrestling Fan Survival Guide, um, oh, he's got his his IT face on again. That's fine, I'm just looking at it. Stop looking at it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Sorry, I can't help Sorry. but look at it. He's um he's his on screen debut uh, was in August. We said so. Being a, a, a fan in the UK, um, I wasn't particularly aware of. I knew, like you said earlier on, Chris Jericho. Um, I was aware of Chris Jericho due to wrestling magazines. Yes, we didn't really have access them days to WCW. Well, we kind of did. I mean, my well. You did if you wanted to miss WWF. That was the the main thing. Yeah, they, they were um, at the same time. Yeah, so I mean, yes, yes, that's true. Yes. Un- unlike now, I um, mean, that was the whole point of the war, wasn't they're it? They're not on at all. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> not on at all. But unlike now, when you've got access to both on the network, so yeah. you can just like chop and change and go. Okay, I mean, I think mean, my my first recollection of Chris Jericho is playing fighting as him on uh, WCW and NWO versus the World on uh, the Nintendo sixty four. Ah, um, well, I I can go one best because I never had that game. Uh, I had the one after it, WCW NWO Revenge. Oh, yeah. Oh, but really? I went back and got World. I think it was World Tour. That was it, World is that, Tour. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. 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 I so, have them both still. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it, that is why when um, Acclaim going on the video game thing, this could be an episode going forward, uh, the, the video games. Uh, the Acclaim license, uh, they lost the WDRF license because they had the WDRF Attitude, which mm-hmm. I still think was quite a, a really decent game. Yeah. Um, and then I think Uke's got the the license for uh, PlayStation, and then Nintendo sixty four. Uh, I can't remember which company, but it wasn't Uke's. It might have been Uke's, but there's an organisation. It's like the Aki. You don't care, do you? No, you don't care. It doesn't matter anyway. You but don't anyway, care. I care. Bear with us. We'll get through. Stop this. talking into his thing. Yes. Sorry. Don't talk into it. I know. I know yeah. you don't like it when I get close. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I'm, you know, I'm antisocial. I don't like it when anyone gets close. I touched it. I touched yeah. it. Anyway. It doesn't like that. I was well-versed for when the license switched over from the people that did the WCW games. He's still talking about it. Yes. Into WWF and no, uh, WrestleMania and then the No Mercy game. But there we are. That was all. I'm, I'm just saying that they used the same game engine. But right, it, okay. It there we go. There we go. Okay, good. Yeah. They, they were better. Chris Jericho was Chris on Jericho, all of them. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, yeah. No, yeah. That's the point I was getting to. Thank you. <sighs> anyway, you were saying. Um, anyway, I was saying I didn't really know him that much, um, but he, as a as a, a fan, you knew he was going to be a big deal because his debut, he the had, real deal, the real deal. His yeah. debut was 
number of weeks of the clock counting down. Yep. Didn't really make much sense. And then, all of a sudden, he appeared when The Rock was in the ring. And not yep. only was he in the ring with, um, in the, not in the ring, get the top of the ramp when The Rock was in the ring, he spoke for about three or four minutes. Mm. And The Rock stood and listened, which, which sort of meant, you know, The Rock, let's face it, if he was going to be a jobber at any point, which he pretty much was in WCW, because yep. they just wouldn't push him, um, The Rock would have slapped him down there and then. But actually, I don't think he actually met The Rock for a number of months after that point. Nope. So, so um, It was a positive rub on Jericho's forward momentum in the organisation from the off. Exactly. Yes. Um, and he came as a heel, so he had his beard on. Yep. You must be a heel. <laughs> an epic heel old man Joey's like oh, king of all the game of thrones heel well, yeah you are actually yeah, I, I would expect you if you were to debut in WWE now you'd be part of the Wyatt family <laughs> 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 and I mean that in the, I mean that as a compliment you'd be one of the, the good ones not like the Braun Strowmans yeah. I, I'm just taking it as he thinks I live in some sort of backwater swamp somewhere no yeah, yeah. no well though you might do I don't know do you well, that'd be telling. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Chris Jericho debuted, yeah. um, and he stood and he spoke about how the Raw ratings were going down, and how he was here to save him against that, and the audience was getting bored, and he was here to save him against that. Same old product. And, um, yeah, and that's funnily enough, he's pretty much doing that in 2016, which yeah. is uh, 17 years later, almost 16 years later, I suppose. Peaks and um, troughs. Peaks and troughs. And um, you know. So, and he's still uh, making the best of people. So, uh, anything to add about his actual initial debut? Uh, as far as the, the promo goes and his mic work, spot on. Uh, the, the crowd pop when he came out as well was epic. It's probably one of the biggest crowd pops I've ever heard. He's also probably one of the, uh, I mean, he did change it for a while to uh, the king of the world or something, but he's, yep. he's one of the few superstars that's lasted uh, for 16, 17 years and his music has hardly changed mm. um, one few, bit, which is a few little yeah, you know, bedazzles to it, but uh, it's... Uh, Are you saying they bedazzled his, uh, his oh. thing? I didn't hurt you said that. Oh, now you're moving the audio system. Yes. Um, so the... Uh, I got excited. You did. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I thought that was quite good. Um, the Rock did cut him down to size oh, yeah, yeah. afterwards. Um, but he, he did have that he, uninterrupted uh, spiel to just show the world what he could do which he, he didn't have that opportunity in WCW that he probably had more opportunity in that opening line yeah. in, in WWE than he ever had in WCW yeah. um, the crowd reacted yes the crowd uh, I think one of the loudest pops the only pop I've heard of that was as loud as that that I can remember mm. Is when Nikki Bella returned at uh, <laughs> SummerSlam 2016. Is that because you can't remember much further back than then? Yes. Yeah. Um, but okay, no. But very, very loud. <laughs> Sorry, who are you again? <laughs> very loud pop. The crowd knew who he was coming out before he came out, didn't yeah. he? Because they were started screaming Jericho I've done it again. Um, and excited. Having said that, by by the end of his speech, they were chanting boring, I mean, because yeah. they were either playing along or it was a bit dull, I suppose, I don't know. Well, but I think designed to be. I think that's yeah, why yeah. he was supposed to be a character that just went on and on and yeah, on. Yeah. A bit like myself. He's supposed And myself as well. Mm. He's supposed to be antagonistic. He's supposed to get people against him. He's supposed to be the cowardly heel type uh, personality, which is why putting him up against The Rock is so good, because... You've got two people who can talk the hind legs off a donkey, but do so in an entertaining way, and that's and, got that and at this balance. point, the Rock was at the height 
of his uh, stardom popularity was because you know I, let's I, face it. sorry I, th- I thought we were going to go to an Alan Partridge quote there he was at the height of his Blue Peter fame well anyway yeah he uh, because he, he a year later or so people started turning on the rock a bit um, because Again. John Cena'd him um, really. <laughs> but yeah. at this point he was like absolutely on fire in, in terms of, of, of the heat that he was getting in terms of popularity so how do you make Jericho an instant uh, heel you put him against yeah. the rock. And bit as, of, a bit of verbal tatar take later. Yes. And then a bit of fisticuffs. Yeah, a bit of fist. Well, there was no fisticuffs. No, no, but later. It was some verbal sparring. Yes. Uh, um, and, later fisticuffs. Uh, and then they, uh, they they set him up as a heel and uh, onwards he went. Anything else to add to that? Uh, I've got nothing for the debut. No. Uh, old Man Jerry, have you got anything you'd like to add about that? That August 9th edition of Raw? No, I don't think so. I just remember... Well, half a lifetime ago <laughs> it was actually it was yeah that's depressing let's yeah. not think about that no I got my GCSE results that year uh, yeah. no I'm not even thinking that about summer that. That, like a couple fun. of weeks after that I got my GCSE well, I think, results I think I think you didn't because I think you got the date wrong actually because I think you debuted on the 9th of August 1999 oh yeah not too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so no I didn't get my GCSE no. results so, been, um, yeah. Yeah, look at him he's got it all oh, wrong I was oh, going to say because yeah. according to that I'm there I, he debuted on the, the August 2000 <laughs> and then his first match in 1999 I stand corrected in so which we got our Jesus yes my GCSEs were still a year later which is still depressing yes uh, yeah, I, sorry, a little bit when, more depressing for us than it is for yeah, you. I'll be honest. When I typed these notes up, I was thinking of the uh, the Taz episode. So that's why I put the uh, two thousand. Now, now he's blaming Taz again. Yeah, no, it's all Taz. Taz's fault. This is, you're gonna get slapped. He's gonna go and hit you in yeah. the handbags. <laughs> so let's, come um, handbag me, bro. Yeah, so let's yeah. let's go for this. Then he had his debut match. Now you'd think his debut match might have been on the 9th of August, nineteen ninety nine, Raw. But actually, yep. they held out on his debut, and he kept doing little speech speaking yep. segments like that really um, and his actual debut was on the 24th of August obviously I it depends whether you're saying live or recorded yep. but about the 24th of August 1999 on uh, it was the, broadcast on the, the inaugural edition of uh, Smackdown the first proper that wasn't the yep. pilot episode the first proper edition of Smackdown yes. um, which was just after SummerSlam I believe I would have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was the the, the um, SmackDown where Mick Foley lost the title to Triple H because Shawn Michaels kicked him in the face. Anyway, Shawn Michaels um, does that a lot. As the guest referee in the Kicking people yeah. in the face. Uh, anyway. Did you mean to say The Rock and not Mick Foley? No, because Mick Foley won the title at SummerSlam 1999. Jesse Ventura. It was the Rick, Mick Foley, Steve Austin and Triple H in a triple threat match. Because yeah. all, all about that match, I remember... Ah, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Of course, hey, hey, right. Of on course, the Raw... If, if we're going to rely on anyone's memory, it's not yours. <laughs> it's going on to be... the Raw, The Rock, Triple H beat Mankind, and then it was Mankind versus The... No, it wasn't, then it was Triple H versus The Rock, with Shawn Michaels as a guest referee. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, bow down to you, understandable, yeah. knowledgeable one. Fallen Angel is not number one. No, Fallen Angel's <laughs> losing it, I think. Yeah. Um, so, well, we knew that anyway. So basically a big episode of SmackDown. Um, yeah. 
and Chris Jericho's debut, an appropriate debut for that uh, edition yep. of SmackDown. And he'd been talking trash uh, at this point, and one person he'd talking trash to, and I remember now, at SummerSlam particularly, mm-hmm. before his match against <coughs> Big Boss yeah. Man, he spoke trash against the Road Dog. Yeah, um, leading to And I think uh, Road Dog's reaction, I remember he, he did this massive speech, a bit like against The Rock, but it was all aimed at Road Dog. And um, <laughs> the Road Dog turned around and just went, why don't you shut up? And I'm not going to say that yeah. because uh, Lady you dog. might forget to beep it. Yes. Uh, why don't you shut up, Lady Dog? Um, <laughs> and um, that was That's actually more of an insult. That's more, that's more appropriate for the road dog, isn't yeah. it? Um, and uh, then they had this match on SmackDown. So the, the road dog said something interesting, didn't he, about um, putting him in a prison cell and what would yes. happen to uh, Y2J. Um, which comes to a very interesting point which you've wrote in your notes. Yes. So if you want to... Well, Jerry uh, raised the point in the first place, oh, but yeah, it was confusing. This, yeah, lube and uh, putting things up Chris Jericho's anus was a threat that kept going. Yeah. Out, yeah, the Rock did it on the on Raw in August '99, and then the Road Dog threatened to sell it while he was in prison. It was, it was yep. just wrong. I mean, it was wouldn't happen in the Piggy G either. That no, one, it, you no. Know. <laughs> so turning things sideways and you know inserting yep. them. So that then led to a match which was uh, Road Dog versus uh, Y2J Chris Jericho, and it was a quite a good match actually, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Because it if you read Chris Jericho's autobiography, he says that he's plagued by like the the Lord of Bad Bad First Wrestling matches in companies, doesn't he? Yeah. And he reckons his recollection was that that was a dreadful match, but I didn't think it was that bad. It was okay. Um, there was one nasty spot in the match where it looked nasty. We don't know if it was meant to look nasty or if it was a bit of a botch. Where Road Dog reversed a suplex. Um, I still think he was trying yes. to suplex him as well, but it just dropped. Yeah, it yeah. looked like a sort of a, a spine chingling. Uh, yeah. Chingling, I don't know if that's a, a word. Sp- a chingling. A chingling DDT. Yeah. Um, I put it down on my notes as a stinger DDT, which I thought it kind of looked like. So it could have been half botch, half recovery. It's like, okay, I'm not going to get you over for the full suplex I'm, I'm just going to ddt you and, and that was it so uh, at this point well, jericho has brought a table into the ring uh it's not a hard completely match. randomly yeah well, actually i think we should go back, back back a bit yeah um earlier on in the match chris jericho had been superplexed off the turnbuckle out of nowhere came um the thing think howard finkel yeah um who at this point the wwe decided they were going to turn heel um and become <laughs> jericho's sort of uh lackey m- lackey i was gonna say lackey didn't you mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit weird because they had the think for a while not very long at all then it became um mr hughes yep. curtis hughes um, and then he went solo. So <laughs> it was as if to say, right, stop giving him managers. He's not really working very well. Um, but he came out through some water on, on Road Dog's face uh, to. I don't because, know why. Yep. Um, and then he brought the table into the ring, and uh, Chris Jericho decided, obviously, I'm going to injure the Road Dog as opposed to uh, just win, win the match. match. Yeah. So he did his uh, double power bomb maneuver, which um, he doesn't do very often these days, does no. he? No, he doesn't. Mm, no. Oh, he doesn't do a lot of the old favourites these days, really. He does some different things. Um, but he's, he's gone to sort of the whole Codebreaker stuff now. I think yeah. uh, that was part of his return gimmick that came in, all the uh, the, the code-related stuff, like the Save Us Y2J. And I all think it's that. easier for him to do as well. Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's, he's quite old. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's well, 17 years old in there. So. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the whole thing with the Think as well. I mean, okay, so that set up the, the storyline for the following week. However... 
what bearing did it have on this match apart from mildly inconvenience the road dog? None at all. No. And the same mildly inconvenience, I mean, oh, I've got water in my face, right, I'll carry on. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, but either way, uh, he ended up putting the road dog through a table. Yep. Losing by disqualification, so he lost his first match. Um, Made a point, though. Do make a point, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, and, as I've said in my notes as well, a proper Walls of Jericho. Yes. Not this Boston crab that we get now, and apparently the reason why he changed it was because kids could replicate it, and it would be actually quite painful if someone did it in real life. Okay. So he just turned it into a Whereas a, a Boston, Boston crab, crab isn't painful whatsoever. Not at all, no. no. You, know really... his, you know his finish move, the Boston crab box, don't you? You should know. <laughs> Uh, it's Rick the Model Martel. Rick the Model Martel, yeah. yeah. So you could see why you didn't initially just do a Boston Crab guy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So then he then then he went. But out. Rick Martel really sold it though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His opponents <laughs> did. Yeah. Go everywhere, oh, WrestleMania yeah, six. Yeah. Um. So then he um he went and he went to backstage um stint with uh, the Road Dog and uh, no because Road Dog were there no. so with uh, backstage ex- with the Fink yeah with uh, the Fink I was about to say X Pac then oh, oh, I've really had a long day that's next week um, yeah. and the Fink and he went on to the fact that he was saying like he's come to change the WWF and the Fink should do the same and why is Tony Chimmel who was the new Smackdown um, announcer at that point yeah. why is he in the ring you should be in the ring so then the Fink decided he was going to go and get Chimmel. Yep. Ran ran off screen effectively towards the ring. Ultimate Warriors <laughs> theme hits in the arena. Yeah. The Fink runs down, which caused looks of confusion from all of us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What, the Warrior? Yeah. Uh, then the Fink comes down, gets in Chimmel's face, and then they have a bit of a, a tete-a-tete. Oh, Chimmel batters the Fink very <laughs> yes. much. Um, and then Joker comes down. To a big reaction. Um, yeah. Joker comes down to recover the Fink, yeah. just as Ken Shamrock is making his entrance. As Jericho and the Fink are going up the ramp, uh, J- Shamrock bumps shoulders with Jericho, who reacts angrily, and then Shamrock sort of goes, Ugh. Jericho backs down, doing the cowardly heel thing. Yeah. Then <laughs> And he sets the Fink on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Sick him. And uh, so while Shamrock is distracted by the Fink and starts trying to break the Fink's finger, basically, Jericho goes and gets a steel chair, twonks Shamrock over the back with it, and then they run away. Yeah. And and that was that. And then that obviously started up another feud. So at this point, within within the end of of his first match, he's now got a feud with uh, Road Dog and a feud with um, Ken Shamrock. Now... Um, <clears throat> I believe when I went to watch Rebellion in the UK, uh, when they came to do it shortly. Wait, after you went this. to see Rebellion? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. It wasn't as good as Rampage 91 or 2, which you one you went to. 2. 92. Um, did you see Hacksaw Jim Duggan? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, when he went to uh, Rebellion, he was supposed to be facing Ken Shamrock. Mm. But pretty much this this feud never got to anything because Shamrock uh, was his contract came to an end. He left. Right. Um, I think they had one match on a SmackDown later on, um, but which put Jericho over. But I think the idea was it was going to be a, a quite a big feud though because that yeah. could have been quite an entertaining feud. I think mm. to see them too because yeah. Jericho's humorous, cowardly ways and Shamrock's sort of really intense, straight, intense yeah. ways. Yeah. Okay, so um, that was that. So that was his first ever match on SmackDown. What would you rate that as an opening match? Two turnbuckles. Yeah, I think the entertainment value is free. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But the the actual wrestling, I could see that. Okay, so then we go. I mean, that that sort of um, typifies WWF 
at the, the time, just generally. Um, the point I made when to we were fair, watching To be this, fair, for coming out of the Attitude Era WWF, that was a relatively long match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, from, from that era as well, the, the point I made was that, and I'm, I'm making it now, was that a lot of storylines crossed over, and we saw this on the second episode of SmackDown as well. There, there are lots of crossovers between feuds, and there's like mini feuds that allow people to branch off in different yeah, directions. Yeah, they'd have like a, a weekly feud, like so a character might have a, a feud running into the pay per view, but then it might go off on a tangent for one week or two weeks yep. around it with different people involved, and that, that's why it was good. Whereas yeah. these days, it's just like, no, I've got a feud against. Um, Kevin Owens and I will not be looking at anyone else other than Kevin Owens and if I have a match Kevin Owens is going to come out and that's you know and that sometimes isn't where it sort of works well okay so the second match in uh, Jericho's uh, WWF uh, on screen career was against X to the P to the A to the C X Pac Okay, oh. so against the ex Pac, who was in the height of his uh, Blue Peter fame, yes, in the height of his DX fame at this point. <laughs> uh, well, not really their DX points, really, because it sort of disappeared at this point. Yeah. But he was still popular, is what I was trying to yes. get. Currently teaming with uh, Kane, I think I can't remember the tag team champions at this point or not. But they were they were definitely a in unit, there, you know. Um, X-Pot was having a storyline feud with Kane against The Big Show and Undertaker. And um, at this point... Um, I think Jericho's got his two. Yeah. Jericho had his two, um, his two matches. I think X-Pot um, was fighting Jericho because he'd injured the road yeah. dog by running for it, a table. It was a, um, a vengeance point against Shamrock, yeah. uh, not Shamrock, against Jericho. So, purpose of a match makes sense. Yeah. Not bad. Um, so... Uh, Jericho comes out ready to fight yep. and then Shamrock's music hits and yep. Shamrock comes out like you said dressed in trousers but with no shirt on yep. he, he he wasn't dressed to I wrestle I can't remember the 90s that well but yeah. if you watch wrestling you would be led to believe that no one wore a shirt in America no. in the 90s nope. so. I assume he was just really warm all the yeah. time yeah so, uh, so, yeah, so Shamrock runs down to to the ring and he gets involved. X Pac manages to calm him down and get him to leave, saying that X Pac is the one who wants to uh, to actually give Jericho a beating, a good hiding, um, and possibly maybe hiding. turn something sideways down the woodshed. Yeah, stick something inside him. I don't know. Oh dear, that that seemed to be the woodshed. Are you telling me X Pac wants to rip us? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, didn't he always? Uh, so, so then Shamrock disappears. X Park and Jericho have their match. Then uh, Big Show and Undertaker show up on the ramp, and they start stalking around the. Well, Taker stalks around the place a little bit, and Big Show just stands there looking stoic. Then. Jericho and X Pac are having their match. They get doing back and forth. Uh, there was the um, Jericho did his springboard, and X Pac did uh, the Bronco Buster. Yay! And uh, and then Big Show gets involved and attacks X Pac. The ref calls for the bell. Match ends, and then Jericho decides that he's going to go to. Uh, whilst X Pac's getting beaten up, he decides to go to the uh, announcing table to put some headphones on and start doing some commentary. When Shamrock turns up, and before Jericho can even get like more One than word. a more than a, a, a noise out, runs away. Yeah. Shamrock uh, attacks him and chases him away, and that's it. And then the X Pac thing is resolved by Kane coming out and getting involved, and blah blah blah. Yeah. 
So uh, the match itself, I, I think, again, was another solid two. Yeah. But entertainment value, another three. I think that was brilliant, that bit where he just puts the mic. He's like, he literally goes, <laughs> and he's gone. Yeah. Uh, again, it's that sort of like unpredictability that highlights and typifies the, the Attitude Era. I just love that sort of crossing over of storylines and crossing over of entertainment streams, but at the same time being coherent. Yeah. Which I think uh, from what we've learned from looking at WCW recently, certainly in its later years, the coherence was minimal to say the least. Or non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> I think it left at that point. Yeah, coherence had left the building. Uh, probably joining force with Chronic or something. I don't yeah, know. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And interfering at the end of the night. Yeah. So um, Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. Um, with yeah, there we go. So, um, um, so as far as Jericho's debut goes, I mean, let's look at it in the context of the time and look at it now. So, what do we think of his debut then? What what impact I, did it have on the organisation? I think it was pretty decent. I mean, those two matches were quite entertaining. But you've, I think, if you look back, he was the WWE Intercontinental Champion by let's say December of that year. So within a space of four months, he'd gone from, well, within a space of 12 months, he'd gone from being in WCW hating life um, and not being identified and, you know, having paddies outside the ring because no one would listen to him. <coughs> to, um, well, on that note, with WCW, it did lead to one of his best ever promos where he's got his big long dot matrix printed list of moves that yes, he can do. Uh, and most of them are arm bars. I mean, that was yeah, legendary. Quite, but, um, yeah. Then he debuted and then did a lot of comedy work to start with him. Very quickly, very quickly became a face, so didn't he? Mm. You know, so oh, yeah, he yeah. came as a heel, effectively. I mean, it's the Bobby Roode effect, isn't it? He, yeah. he come in, he liked those likes so much, they had no alternative but to turn him into a face. Yeah. Um, and they did that in this storyline the other day with China and being sort of intercontinental joint champion. Yeah. And then he went all the way to sort of, um, well, nearly winning the world title the next year. So, uh, or officially or unofficially winning it. So, um, I think his debut... You could argue that it's a bit strange that he started, he came in and he sort of talked smack to the rock and then all that, and then he had some sort of went back down the card, but it certainly didn't do him any damage. No, no, no. Long term, I, I think it was something that it differentiated him from his WCW career and also gave him a push in a separate direction yeah. uh, in WWF and then allowed him to progress naturally in WWF and actually to develop as a, as a wrestler, as a personality. And, I mean, look at him now. I mean, you know, Fozzie started in 99 as well. Uh, you're still going with that. Uh, you've got the fact that he's going off and doing all this other stuff as well. So, I mean, he's, he is, in some respects, quite maybe not as successful monetarily as, like, The Rock is these days because of the mi- no. many millions... <laughs> And millions he makes. Uh, on god the... awful impression. Yeah. I... <laughs> it wasn't intended to be a genuine impression of The Rock. It says that now. I'll it say that now, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, he is uh, a genuine bona fide. Breathe it in. Yeah. Breathe it in. Man. He is a superstar. Yeah. So, um, okay, so, yeah, I suppose, so, initially, very, very quickly rose up the ranks of, of the WWE, um, or WWF, as it was then. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, if you look back now, how important was it that he moved to WWF? Do you think it helped? I mean, I wouldn't say him moving 
cause WCW to collapse anymore because would he have been on WCW? Mm. He'd have gone down with the ship. He would have been involved in some dreadful storyline. Yeah. Having said that, I suppose it did anchor some more success on WWE. So, yeah. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where, in hindsight, it was good for him. It was very good for him. Very good for him. On a personal very level. Very good for WWE. Uh, it's very good for the fans because he was wasted. I think his talents were wasted in WCW, yeah. as a lot of people's talents yeah, yeah. were. Um, and it allowed him to develop more, in both in the ring and um, in terms of his mic work as well, and put, push that out to, I think, a bigger audience at that point as well, wasn't it? Because so, WWF yeah. had been winning in the ratings for quite a while at yep. that stage. So in terms of WCW though, it probably made very little difference. No, it? no, no. As, as far as they're concerned, they would have just killed him anyway. Yeah, the I mean, just based on what we've been watching from the following year from WCW, mm. it's it's a downward spiral, yes. down, 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 deeper and down. Because in those first two matches, they were more entertaining than anything I've seen him watching in a month of WCW yes. wrestling. I agree. Anything. Anything. Yeah, actually, that's a yeah. point. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to argue that point. It's and it true. was Jericho versus two mid-lower card wrestlers. So, you know, it's yeah. not exactly um, not exactly the main event of the show either. No, no. So, um, okay, so what do you think about Jericho's um, long-term impact on the business? Do you think he's an important player? I know you like him. Yeah, but I, I, th- I think, I think yeah, he is. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you've got to take into consideration he's... Uh, his nine intercontinental title runs, and the fact that he was the first undisputed world champion. Whether they did that as a swerve or not, I'm not convinced. I think they did that on purpose, and they played it as if it was a swerve. Hmm. You see, I I always think, like you've you've said about him being undisputed and champion every time we mention it. Yeah, I'm looking at the real deal, um, and um, I actually think I don't mean that's that important to be honest because I think he was, it was only an undisputed champion for like eight months uh, what I do I agree with what you're saying there though particularly important is his Intercontinental Championship runs because mm. he is someone that adds value to the Intercontinental Championship yeah. well compare Chris Jericho against The Miz I mean who's, well, who's the go, better exactly, IC champion yeah. there you know, it's, um, you know that, that's, that's not even no but <laughs> when, when he was the IC champion he was having ladder matches against uh, Chris Benoit at the Royal yeah. Rumble that stole the show he was having um, triple threat matches with Benoit and Angle at WrestleMania oh, the, uh, 2000. The, the China storyline as well. I mean, that was the China storyline, which raised her up into a male competitive level, effectively. Yeah. Um, and you know, he he maintained he, he was entertaining whilst waiting for his slot on the higher higher level. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. I think where he's underrated actually is a tag team wrestler as well because. You don't remember much of Jericho's tag team wrestling because it's... it's and he's done a lot hidden, of it as well. But he's done, you know, Jerry Show was quite an entertaining yeah. team, him and the big show. Jerry which, KO. You know, Jerry KO. Um, and t- um, um, I can't, did he take the tag team with Randy Orton? As no, well? I think he was uh, at some point tag team champion with Edge and then Edge got injured. Jerry Edge? No. Edge and Co? But that, no, he just like it doesn't work, does it? Names. And if you think about it also, I think you can think about his other his matches, at, I think about WrestleManias and things, where he's not necessarily been a champion, 
but he's he's raised the game and therefore he's, he's stole the show in some respects. Think about WrestleMania twenty, god awful WrestleMania twenty, absolutely. Um, and he t- he was with against uh, Christian in a match that stole the show. You know, because mm-hmm. the rest of the car, to which, be honest, which did sound, take a lot. Yeah, uh, but yeah. um, at WrestleMania nineteen, even Shawn Michaels stole the show in a in a, a classic uh, matchup. Um, I remember him versus William Regal even at WrestleMania twelve seventeen. So that was, a, match, that was a pretty good one as well. So he's a reliable presence. He's a reliable yeah. high level athlete. Yeah, um, I think um, that's the important. The other thing that I take from from Jericho's uh, impact on the business as well is the fact that he has the ability the built in ability to go away uh, go away for a few months do tour with Fozzie or whatever and do whatever he needs to do elsewhere and then come back be just as popular if not more so than when he left and his return is always seen as a positive yeah uh, I mean because there, there are three or four videos on YouTube of Jericho's returns so I mean the big one is clearly his 99 not 2000 his 99 <laughs> arrival in, in the organisation but every pop since then like when he's returned every few years thereafter I remember when he returned uh, I mean, like 2012 or something like that and he, he didn't say a word for about four weeks <laughs> yeah. just, just kept going like, hey <laughs> and the crowd eventually started booing him which was, which was the whole point of it so he, yeah. he literally didn't say well, I think CM Punk and came out and had a feud against him. Well, this is the the other thing with Jericho as well. He works equally as well as a heel and as a face. Yeah, and he doesn't have to really change. You see, he he's switched a lot. Maybe not as much as the Big Show. Mm. He has switched a lot as um, heel to face. Yeah. Um, I think he but, works better as a heel. But he, but he, I think, as he gets older. That's definitely definitely the way for I think as a as a face he was as younger person he was he was quite a good face at times and people felt for him because he was like the underdog that wasn't quite getting it in the WWE yeah. things like that. But actually, yeah, as he's got older he's definitely a face. Now with his special moustache, you know, he yeah. is a he's a face. Um a heel even, sorry. Yeah. Um what um, <laughs> He's a face heel. He's a tweener. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, okay, Bane. What do you think the future? What do you think the future holds for uh, Chris Jericho? I think more uh, of the same. Damn it! Let me let me get. <laughs> oh, let me get my Let me get my notepad out here. Um, what do you think? It, what do you think it holds for him? Do you think it's? Um, I, I would say more of the same. It'll be uh, until he, he's got a tag team championship run on his hands. Well, entirely possible. possible. I, I'd say I mean, anything's possible at, at this stage. I don't think they'll ever give him a, um, a world title again. Oh, well, never say never. I mean, it's possible. It depends what state the world title scene is in at that stage, I guess. Very true, very true. But um, I could see him and Kevin Owens uh, becoming the uh, the tag team champion. I, I can see that pairing imploding very, yeah, very soon. Yeah, I can see that as well, yeah. yeah. But... Um, are we boring you? I'm afraid so. I don't know what I think. I've just been <laughs> He's like... He's old age. He's oh. very tired. Yeah, he says you're old. Yeah, lies I'm not your name. he's old but he's on performance enhancing drugs so, uh, <laughs> the less said about that the better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone did it in the 80s it was alright um, <laughs> wasn't illegal then so uh, <laughs> um, any, anything else to talk about Chris Jericho we've gone a bit off, off tangent yeah. there well we, so. we do that don't we yeah. um, as far as Jericho is concerned I am of the opinion that he has he got better hair than Billy Gunn yeah has he got better hair than AJ Styles? Yeah. So you're telling me Chris Jericho's got the best hair ever at the minute? Yeah, he's got the best there hair. There we go. There and we that go. I did not expect. There you go. Yeah, so that's that's what happens when... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Jericho is an all-rounder. 
uh, is possibly <laughs> one, of my, he's one of my. He's one of my. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that aside, he's one of my. Now he's got the best moustache ever. Yes, indeed. It's a it's a winning combo. But he is one of my all time favourites in the ring, both in terms of his ability to portray a character and his actual wrestling ability as well. He's just like the perfect combination of a, a of a wrestler. And uh, yes, I, I think whilst it's unlikely that he will get a world title run anytime soon. Never say never. When do you think of being the Hall of Fame? Um, Depends how long his career goes on, I suppose. Yeah, I guess be, when he retires. After that. Yeah, be the first WrestleMania after do you, he Do you think he'll be someone that can just retire and walk away, or do you think he'll be a flair? Uh, it's possible. I think he might be a flair. I, I, I don't think... I think his music will help him. Yeah. But I, I think he also relies on, on the wrestling to keep his name up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fully expect when it gets to that stage, and I think he's probably still got a good decade in him left I've, I've no doubt but when it gets to the stage where he is looking at retirement he'll probably have uh, like a last match quote and quote yeah. and then he'll come back for the odd match now and again yeah. like Shawn Michaels did yeah you know from like 02 onwards and then <laughs> Shawn, like, Ma- Shawn Michaels had a last match and then wrestled solidly for six years yeah <laughs> um, so and, and then Ric Flair again you know apart from the fact that he did actually have that yeah. Final match. Although he could just as equally do a Terry Funk and just never go Rick away. Ric Flair could still wrestle. I could see him and John Cena oh, yeah. having a feud for the 17th world title. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's horrible. Don't even put well, that out in the I'm universe. Just, I'm just, just don't. It's, uh, no. Uh, damn it. No. No. Yes. That's going to happen. Uh, WrestleMania. Forte. Cena. Amazing. No. No. Dreadful. No, it's a bad no. idea. Guest referee. Eva Marie. Hogan. There you go. Well, that, <laughs> what, that was Hogan? a very good Vince circa WrestleMania <laughs> intro. Was. That was very yeah. good. Yeah. What, why would Hogan be the guest referee? He'd have nothing to hook up against. He'd just be studying. Oh, I just confused. don't think he can wrestle. Oh, he would be Macho Man Randy Savage guest refereeing in WCW. Oh, oh just oh, yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> One, two... Dig it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the situation. Although you'd have a bit more room to move in in a WWF yes, ring. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. Or WWE ring. Mm. Um, you never know, it might be WWF again by then. No, it won't. Vince won't go back. Especially if it's in the Silverdome. Indeed. Right. So, um, I think that probably wraps it up for our uh, Chris Jericho, yes. Jericho-holic. Uh, and I have Tony. to say, that felt better than the Taz episode. I, I think it did. I don't know how long we've got with round four. I don't know if uh, um, you can tell us. Uh, we didn't about ex- 40 minutes. We yeah, didn't expect it to be an hour. These specials aren't an hour. Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember anything else to say about Chris Jericho. No, not, not as far as his debut goes. Um, or his subsequent career, it's just that he's done very, very well. Very well. Good boy. Yes, well done. He's not a dog. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. If you would like to get in touch with us at all, drop us an email to randomstoked at gmail.com or you can find us on... Twitter! That's Twitter. Oh. At Podcast. You can also find this podcast available at randomstoked.com forward slash Podcast, which has all the show notes for this and all previous episodes. You can also get us on iTunes and any podcast service of your choice, whichever you like. So, Who are we uh, going to cover next show? I don't know. Oh, meat? Oh, you want to cover meat, don't no? You want to cover meat? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, um, well, we could... Bear in mind, we have been watching May about, 2000, uh, we WCW. Could do, we could do WWE uh, debut of Buff Bagwell. <laughs> 
Uh, and subsequent matches. What, what, there aren't any? <laughs> there aren't any. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> or if there are, then they very quietly covered the them up. The Shockmaster. No. Uh, no. That's no, that's WCW anyway. Yeah. Um, although we could cover other... Well, Dread to Finger, they'd do their WCW well, debut matches. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Um, well, well, we'll we'll have another one. We'll depends think of when it one. is and yeah. how it happens. We could yeah. do Santa Claus, uh, no. the Gobbledygooker, uh, or Battlecat. I, you know, I saw Battlecat wrestle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that armor. is that is your claim to fame. It wasn't yeah. even him. It wasn't. No, <laughs> it was somebody pretending to be Battlecat. But I was eight years old and very impressionable, and it was Great Yarmouth, and I had to go and watch it. Uh, there we go yeah okay so um thank you for listening and um see you next time goodbye